Recovery Radio, KMP3, Thousand Oaks. Ah, yes. messages on Instagram, and every time somebody sends me an email, it means a lot to me. I do appreciate it. Today, I am enjoying French roast from Trader Joe's coffee. No tea until later today, but right now as I'm recording this, I'm having coffee. I don't know what you're drinking, but that's important. What is your libation right now? What are you sipping on as you sit here with me. You having coffee too? Coffee's a weird thing. It's it for as much as it's talked about, purchased, sold, enjoyed, discussed, it seems so underrated to me. So underrated. You know, just to kick things off with a little humor today going to play um, a bit that I wrote for my friends over at a podcast greater than yourself. You can find that podcast wherever podcasts can be found. And uh, it just seems appropriate just to kick things off with a little levity. Do you want to be at an alcohol and drug rehabilitation center but have no desire whatsoever to be sober? At Revolving Hills Malibu, the difference is we're honest about what we're doing. Most treatment centers will lie to your face to get you in the front door. That will never happen at Revolving Hills Malibu. At Revolving Hills Malibu, we'll tell you the truth because you deserve it. And the truth is this. 12-step programs... Fuck those. We're not interested in you getting well. We want you to come back again and again. Actual recovery is bad for business. Want to fuck one of our techs? Nothing hard about that. In fact, 
On that topic, the only thing that is hard is the cock of CEO and founder of Revolving Hills Malibu, Barry Rosenstein, whenever a hot new girl checks in. You want to come here and keep doing drugs? Fine with us. We'll actually pay you to relapse. Yeah, that's right. We'll pay you to relapse. The more often you relapse, the more often we can bill your insurance and say you're all fucked up. Believe me, a lot of people do it, but again, the difference is we're honest about what we do. We're not going to try and hide it. Will we sell your clean pee? You bet. Will we sell dirty pee? Gold. Will we sell your shit when you quote-unquote AMA? You bet we will if we can. Fuck. This is a business. At Revolving Hills Malibu, don't worry about doing anything. We'll say that you go to IOP. We'll say that you go to therapy. We'll say that you go to the gym. We'll say that you go to 12-step meetings. But what you're really going to do is exactly what you want to do, which is lie around all fucking day. Want your phone? We'll give it to you. We don't care. Whatever will keep you on the couch all day long, month after month. And if we get our way, year after year. Visit our website today, revolvinghillsofmalibu.com. Revolving Hills Malibu. (laughs) There it is. Revolving Hills of Malibu. A little levity to kick off the show today. Again, you can hear that and much more at a podcast greater than yourself. They really don't need me over there, but they're letting me contribute, which is great. But today I wanted to talk about a phrase that really bothered me the first time I heard it. And now I know why, because I suffered from it and can suffer from it. But the first time I heard it, it wasn't that long ago, maybe... I want to say, I don't know, it was years ago. It was years ago and I heard it and I thought, that's not me. I can't be. And I thought about it. I was like, why is this phrase bothering me so much? Why is this bugging me? And I thought about it and I was like, oh, it bothers me because it rings true and I don't like it. And the phrase is spiritual arrogance. First time I heard that, somebody that I respect a lot, who has a lot of time, and somebody I actually read inventories to from time to time, um, shared that, said that he can suffer from spiritual arrogance. And like I said, it really bugged me because it was true in my life. And um, I want to talk about that a little bit and just what that has looked like and can look like and and uh, in my own in my own life, and um, I'll give you an example of this. I'll give you an example of this. A lot of this, just in a nutshell, has to do, from my perspective, with um, intellectually understanding something spiritual, and then being arrogant about it. <clears throat> thinking that um, because I know something intellectually that I'm better than other people or, I'm, or just the knowledge is alone, the same as practicing that knowledge. I'll give you an example. The first time when I really, really understood 
the big book. And you can put all this in quotes, what I just said. (laughs) When I really understood what the big book said on 60 and 63, 60 to 63, the actor trying to run the whole show. When I really understood that, when I really comprehended that, it's awesome if you want to personalize that and write me and all that stuff. But they're talking about something specific. It's not up for interpretation. They're talking about everyone. They're talking about mankind. So the first time I read that and understood that in a really deep, profound way, the first thing I did was the first thing I did. The first thing I did when I really felt I understood that. The first thing I did was play God. I just played God in a totally different way. I just went to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting. I went up to the podium. I was like, you fuckers don't know the big book. (laughs) Yeah. So. And I stood up there and I told them all what was wrong with them and not funny. So I'm so spiritual now. I'm so spiritual now, I feel, that I go up to a podium and I tell everybody that they're doing it wrong. That's how spiritual I was. That's how much I really actualized the words in the big book. I made them so real and I had such a deep comprehension that I was a judgmental, holier than thou, spiritually arrogant fucking asshole. That's how that's how much I understood the big book. And I mean, how obnoxious is that? And 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 I I want to be on the lookout for that always. Because it's sneaky, son of a bitch, that selfishness, that ego, that arrogance, that... fact is this. I'm in no position to judge anyone for anything, ever. I'm clear on that. How somebody else works their program, how somebody else does this, that, or the other, is not my business and it's it's not for me to even have a negative thought about who the fuck am I please get over yourself get over yourself think about how absurd it is to come to an Alcoholics Anonymous meeting and judge it's so funny it's so funny there's some phrases and sayings that allude to this you know that are funny like you know we come to AA and we're we're the only ones who can like lay in a gutter and look down on people you know there's things like that that are sad but it's just it's funny when you think about the whole concept you know there's a there's a there's an organization that's free they offer free help we go to this organization for free help because we need that help and we go there and we need that help because we have drank ourselves into the ground or people are hurt or mad or whatever. And bottom line, we're here because we need help. And then we go to this place that offers free help and we are critical and judgmental of the free help. That's just so funny. Please. 
What's so funny? And I don't know if there's a difference between arrogance and spiritual arrogance. I don't know. I don't know. Like, I guess what I'm saying, what I take from that phrase is that, you know, when you're talking about something, (laughs) when the subject is something supposedly spiritual and you're holier than thou about it, it's just funny. I know I'm doing well when I don't have thoughts like the following. I understand this better than this person. I'm doing this the right way. I'm doing this better. This person needs to understand, you know, this person needs dot, dot, dot. That person needs dot, dot, dot. Shut up. So funny. I don't know. But, you know, the last time that I really had a big blow up with this was, I think I probably shared about it on here, maybe. I want to say it was like, I don't know if it was like five, six, seven, Eight years ago, I don't know. Time is such a trippy thing. Some things that seem like they're a hundred years ago happened like eighteen months ago, and sometimes things things that seem like they happen just yesterday happened like ten years ago. So I don't fucking know. But it was years ago. I was at a men's stag meeting. It's a crosstalk meeting. All these men sitting around in a big circle and. And um, the leader shared about how he had bought drugs. And he had been sober for years, and he had bought drugs, and he didn't use the drugs. So that was a success. And this is a crosstalk meeting, right? So there's a lot of sort of um, positive shares about that that happened afterwards. A lot of people say, that's great, you know, this is a victory and, and uh, you know, this is excellent. This is excellent. This is excellent that somebody with, you know, such and such years of sobriety went and bought black heroin and didn't use it. This is great. One guy shares, this isn't great. This sucks. This happened because you're not working a program, Period. So after that, the leader and everyone else that I remember who shared attacks that guy for calling out the guy for not working a program. The, the, the whole meeting is defending um, from my perspective, totally the wrong shit. And it's a crosstalk meeting. This guy's like, dude, maybe went and bought heroin because there's something not working in your program of action. Well, that that was an absurd thing for him to share, and he was attacked mercilessly. So I I was angry, and I I shared on here. I shared on here many times. My whole thing 
in life used to be just storming out of places and causing a scene and flipping over tables and that was kind of my jam thrash a business you know throw a couple glasses across the room that was kind of my thing I normally don't feel compelled to do anything similar to that but it still exists in there somewhere because on this night I took the big book and I threw it at the leader and I left this isn't that this is 20 plus years of sobriety talking about spiritual arrogance and then it was like the first time in a long time I was like you know what I'm never going back to that fucking meeting I, I lost that dialogue from my life Years earlier, I hadn't spoken like that. But, you know, if you're doing something now, it's not old behavior. It's it's current behavior. I love when people say I'm, I'm engaged in some old behavior. It's, it's, it's your behavior if you're engaged in it. See how spiritually arrogant I sound right away? See how sneaky this is? Son of a bitch. Anyways, I'm on the phone and I'm like, you know, fuck you and blah, blah, blah. I'm never going back. The secretary, who was not there that night, calls me during this conversation with one of my friends where I'm saying, I'm never going back to that meeting. And says, man, you know, the secretary didn't know what had happened or what was going on. And I'm sorry I missed the meeting tonight. I missed you guys. I wish I was there. Could you come back next week and lead? He said to me. So I was like, okay, of course. Of course, I'm way off. Of course. Sorry I had to come to that. Sorry, God, that I had to come to you inviting me back, saying, go sit in front of everyone, you spiritually arrogant son of a bitch, and why don't you just make amends to everybody? I rarely think that making amends to a group is... makes sense. But in this case, it did. (laughs) So, I don't know. What I'm trying to say is there's there's a big difference I have found between knowing what to do and, and living it. In a way, they're not even related. They're like two people who have never shook hands. In a way, they're not even related things because... I know from my own life I've I could recite all kinds of stuff to you but that doesn't mean that I'm living it. That doesn't mean it at all. And um you know, I'm really passionate about the book. And my friends are really passionate about the book. And I don't You know, sometimes it comes off with undoubted spiritual arrogance. And I hate that. I don't want that. It's gross. I'm not in a position to judge anyone for anything at all, let alone spirituality, please. funny anyways 
You know what you guys got to do? You guys got to go home and shut up. Just shut up. Shut up. You know, this this meeting isn't going the way that I th- it should go. You know, these people here don't have the solution. They don't have the real solution. Shut up. Then how can I live it right now? How can I convey it? What what is conveying the solution look like in my behavior? Being frustrated with people? Is that conveying the a positive message? Is that conveying love and tolerance? Is that conveying what I claim to understand so well? Is that conveying that the message that I claim to comprehend so fully? One of the coolest things I ever heard, I did not hear that long ago, is maybe a year ago now, or maybe it was 20 years ago, who knows. But this gentleman at a meeting said, you know, if you want to to carry the message, you have to bite your tongue. I thought that was pretty profound. So what you guys got to do, shut up. If you guys understood it the way I understood it, just, just shut up, you know, please. <clears throat> All right, my coffee is gone. It's gone. I drink it alcoholically. I drink it like a fiend. I'm a more whore. I just drink everything like an alcoholic. I guzzle water like I'm in a bar. Just kidding. But I am out of coffee. And I am gonna go. Try to live a life that was worth saving. And I hope you'll do the same. <laughs>